0: If you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1. Gospel of Mark, chapter 1. Making his path straight. Keep that in mind today. Mark's Gospel, chapter 1, beginning with verse 1. The beginning of the Gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophets, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight. John did baptize in the wilderness and preach the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. And there went out unto him all the land of Judea and they of Jerusalem and were all baptized of him in the river of Jordan, confessing their sins. And John was clothed with camel's hair with a and with a girdle about, his skin, about his, of skin about his loins, and he did eat locusts and wild honey. He preached, saying, There cometh one mightier than I after me, the latchet of whose shoes I am not worthy to stoop down and unloose. I indeed baptize you with water, but he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you and we praise you for John the Baptist. Thank you for the calling upon his life. Thank you for his committing uh, to follow you. Thank you, Lord, that he introduced you to the people. And God, we want to just make your path straight wherever we go as we do our part to lead people to you. Bless now as we only uh, can do today and trust in you with all you have in Jesus' name. Amen. It's like a trumpet blast. John the Baptist comes on the scene. He is not ashamed of what he's wearing. He's not ashamed of what he's eating. He is not ashamed of where he is. He introduces his hero. And that hero is the lion of the tribe of Judah, who is Jesus Christ and no other. And John, as we think about how John was conceived... Zacharias and Elizabeth, and and he was born. Some of you have just had a a new baby, and, and some are expecting, and it's an exciting time when we think about where John the Baptist came from, and God sent him to introduce to us the lion of the tribe of Judah. And as we think about this, the state of the world then was hopeless. You had all these religious people, but they didn't have God. They were going to their synagogues when they were worshiping and praising things that didn't matter. And then on the scene comes John the Baptist. And the Bible says that, hey, throngs of people came out. Isn't that amazing? What would you do if your child said, hey, I don't know how you feel about it, but God's calling me to something special. Don't hinder your youngins." If God's got His hand on your young'un, you just need to pray and pray harder for them that they will do exactly what God is asking them to do. Well, the Gospels are all written Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They're covered with Jesus, they're covered with with His birth, with His life, they're covered with His death, they're covered with His resurrection. And so as we think about making his path straight today, that is your and my responsibility that we lead people to Jesus in a straight path and pull no punches as to what it means to be saved. Sometimes we paint a beautiful picture of what it means to be saved. And they say, well, everything's going to be all right now. No, it's going to get worse. Because once you turn your life over to Jesus and you turn your back on Satan, he is going to attack you more than he ever has attacked you. And you're going to feel helpless. You're going to feel hopeless. But concentrate on the holy word of God to know that, hey, I'm setting a pace. I'm setting a path. And it must be a straight path. Well, first thing I want us to notice this morning is it all started in heaven. The Bible in verse 1 says, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. He makes no doubt about it. He makes no mistake about it. He's not ashamed to say, hey, the gospel of Jesus Christ, who is Then and still is today the Son of God. Our Father only had one Son, and He gave Him on the cross for you and for me. And when we think about this, you see, it was not man's idea. It was God's idea. Man wasn't looking to create something to take over and lead people. No, it was God's idea to create someone and send them down here. Can you imagine? Uh, in the beginning, God created heaven and the earth. Okay, that's what the Bible says. And then along the way it says, Let us make man. He was talking to his son Jesus. He was talking to the blessed Holy Spirit. He was talking to the Trinity. He was talking to those three in one. Let us make man. And so John the Baptist was no different. When when Zachariah when Elizabeth was conceived and knew she was going to have a baby, hey. God spoke to her. But it's amazing what he did to Zacharias. Zacharias sort of doubted. And the Bible simply says, son, you're not going to say another word. (laughs) It's over with until that baby is born. Can you imagine? Opening his mouth, no words coming out. What would you do today? Oh, we would run to every doctor that we could try. Hey, my voice is going. I need my voice. What can I do about my voice? And they check you out and everything is just right. Everything's there. I don't know why you can't speak. But from then until the John the Baptist was born, Zacharias always called for a tablet and pencil to write down what he was thinking. But when that baby hit the ground, hey, he could speak. And he spoke the words of God because it all started in heaven. No one has come before Jesus and no one is coming after him. Let me share with you as we think about making a straight path. Not only did it all start in heaven according to verse 1, but according to verse 2, there was a special person chosen, prepared to set the pace. As it is written, it says, in the prophets. See, it was prophesied. It was told back in the past what would happen uh, in the future. Behold, he said, I send my messenger. And I underline three words there before thy Face. Listen, if if you've never been saved, listen, the gospel is before your face right now. What are you going to do with the gospel of Jesus Christ? It is before your and my face right now. Listen, it's, it's not necessarily about the baby in the manger as it is about the man on the cross, okay? And it was Jesus Christ, and he laid his life down for you. And so he says, very simple, before thy face. And he says, which? Shall, that's a future word, prepare thy way before thee. He's called, God called a special person to introduce his son. You know, it always does me a, a great pleasure when I can introduce my preacher boys to somebody when they are about to, to preach. One such occasion uh, took place with, with Brother Brian Goss. Uh, one of my uh, preacher boys, when I was asked at a special meeting where he was going to be preaching, if I would do the introduction. I mean, hey, it was brought joy and happiness to me, and so John is very excited about this. So it says, uh, "the the one crying in the wilderness." There, the the prophet, the prophets in verse two. Behold, I send my messenger. He came. He introduced, and so that ministry took off. And you recall what John said when some of the, his, his disciples came to him and said, hey, uh, Jesus is, looks like to me he's getting ahead of you in this thing called the ministry. Well, he said, I'm happy about it. He said, I got to get out of the way so he can get in the way. I got to decrease so he can increase. It, it, was, a, it was a special time. So, thirdly, I want you to notice, if you talk about setting a a path straight according to verse 3 and 4. It says, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, and a big capital letter there, prepare ye the way of the Lord. That is your and my responsibility to prepare people to accept Christ, and then to prepare people to follow Christ. It says there in the word, make his paths straight. You know, the road to Calvary was a long road for Jesus. When you think about where he was born, how he was born, the circumstances that surrounded his birth, and then his life, the healing, and all the blessings that he offered people along the way, and all the miracles that he performed. I mean, what could go wrong? Can you imagine Mary, what she must have been thinking, and Joseph, what can go wrong? Our son, look what he has done. Look what he is doing. Can anything go wrong? And it did, according to the world. Hey, we're going to put a stop to him. He's a nuisance to us. He's, he's introduced things that's caused us to lose our business in the idle business. And we're going to do something about it. Of course, yeah, they arrested him. It was a mockery of a trial, and he died a horrible death. But thank God, three days later, he came out of the grave. He is alive today, and regardless of what the public might say, hey, it's the reason for the season, is Jesus Christ. When we think about that, look at verse 4. John did baptize in the wilderness and preached the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. Listen, that's the only way out of here and, and a safe way out of here is to accept Christ, okay? You're going to die. I'm going to die. Everything born is born to die. To die without Jesus is going to be a horrible thing. A horrible thing. So I hope that if you're not saved, hey, what better time of a, of a year, of a season to be saved than to be saved at Christmas time? It was special preaching. Listen. Uh, he taught those who would listen, and he prepared the way, which was a straight way. That was John's responsibility, to prepare a straight way. The message was suitable, it was positive, and it was unmistakable because of the Holy Spirit of God. Look at, look at verse 6. Another thing I want you to notice that John was dressed for the occasion. Uh, look at verse 6. It says, and John was clothed with camel's hair and with a girdle of skin about his loins, and he'd, he'd eat locusts and wild honey. What kind of dude was that? My goodness, dressed like that, eating what he's eating. But throngs of people came. You know, probably as the word began to spread, a lot of them come just to see what was going on. Just to see what was going on. I want to back up just a moment. I want you to look at verse 5. All this attire that he had on, and all this eating of locusts and wild honey, and preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, here's what happened. And there went out unto him, I underline the word, all. It didn't say a few here. It said all the land of Judah. The whole crowd went to this crusade out there in the wilderness. And it says, and they of Jerusalem, and were... I underline all, all were baptized in, in, of him in the river Jordan. All of them confessing their sins. Listen, unless we confess our sins, he can't forgive us. People say, what can God not do? He cannot forgive our sins unless we confess them to him. We must confess. The Bible's playing on that. The ABCs of the gospel is all, we all have sinned. And we need to admit that we are sinners. The letter B is for believe. Believe in Lord Jesus Christ. And the letter C is to confess our sins to Him so He can forgive us. So we see there that all came, all were baptized, and all confessed their sins. They were looking for Jesus. I think this about it what a meeting that must have been out there at the Jordan River. John preaching and baptizing just as hard as he could go. Okay, all right. Notice again, uh, verse 7 and 8. John's message, of course, we understand and see it as it was right on target. And he preached saying, listen to what he says, There cometh one mightier than I after me. The latchet of whose shoes I am not worthy to stoop down and unloose. John was trying to humble himself before the people so when Jesus would would show up, that he would slowly fade into the shadows as Jesus came into the light. Verse 8 says, I indeed, I baptized you with water but he shall baptize you with the holy ghost of god can you imagine that you know everywhere we go now people i mean he'd be church today are you ready for christmas are you ready for christmas well yeah i'm ready for christmas i mean i'm ready for him when i think about christmas what is it about it's about the baby in the manger it's about the christ child it's about the heavenly host that came through the angels. It's about the Redeemer who comes to redeem us of our sins. It's about the innkeeper who had no room for Jesus. It's about the sign that the shepherds received. It's about the tree in which he hung on. We have Christmas trees. And we've got two Here. Christmas trees with lights pointing the way to Jesus. When I think about all that, I think about the Messiah. Hey, where is he born, King of the Jews? I think about his abilities. You know, his abilities, according to Scripture, is our abilities. He said, I'm going to equip you to do my work. You see, when Jesus was here on earth, it's amazing. People would come from all over wanting him to come to their house. They had sick people. They had blind people. They had dead people. And they wanted him just to come to their house. And he couldn't be everywhere at once. On an occasion, he just simply spoke. And he told the guy, he said, you go home. It's already done. You go on home. Others, he touched. Others, he made mud and put on their eyes. Others just simply touch the hem of his garment. But when we think about him and, and the, the abilities that he has, he can't, he can't be everywhere. So, we're everywhere. When you take just us who are in this room right now who are saved, we're going we're gonna to leave here in a moment and go in all manner of directions. We have abilities. We need to share those abilities. We need to put those abilities uh, to work, uh, to lead people to Jesus, to encourage those who are are discouraged, to help those who are backslidden, help the downtrodden, help the hungry, help the homeless. It's our job. It's our responsibility. I don't know about you, but everywhere we've been going here lately, you, you hear the bells ringing. You know what that is? Put a little change in there. I don't trust them, well, do it anyway. That's the problem today. People just don't want to trust. We must trust Jesus. And hey, those those who are doing that, hey, if they're doing it wrong, God will deal with them. You know, you give your money in here and you may not, well, some people might not like where it's being spent. But you're, you're not giving it for yourself, you're giving it to God, to His work. And His work must go on with the abilities uh, that He has given us. I think of the Savior. Hey, He came because He loved. When I think about all that, I, I can't, I, I mean, I constantly think about that straight path. In verse 3, make His paths straight. Well, it needs to be a straight path. And if we're going to travel that path with Jesus, it's got to be a trusted path. I trust him. Uh, You know, I'm not one of y'all, okay? Let me explain that, okay? I'm not one of y'all. I was not born here. I did not go to school here. I was not raised up here. I was not married here. I did not get called to preach here. I'm not off you, all right? You can back up a few years before that. I was not born in Earl's Grove. I did not get married in Earl's Grove. Back up a little further than that to Town, that's where I was born. That's where my family, those that are still left, that's where most of them live. Others are scattered uh, throughout here and there. But listen, when we think about that, I I was sitting there thinking about the song uh, that was being sung and uh, how Jesus, you know, ate. I didn't call me, okay? I didn't call me. God did. And it's my job and my responsibility to follow his calling, to follow his leading. And in watching the video, I mean, you might think, well, hey, anybody can go on an a, a overseas tour and, and share the gospel. Well, how about staying there a while? How about staying there a while, leaving your family leaving your friends, leaving all that you're used to, and going to a place you've never been to share the gospel with people you've never met. Let me tell you something, it's a trusted path. Lynn and I, when we left Pierstown, we trusted the Lord. It didn't look high in the world. I thought, how in the world can this be possible? I mean, there's not even enough funds to keep us going and doing what we usually do. How is that possible? It, had, it was a trusted path. And I realized after we took off that it became a, a righteous path, an abiding path, because we were abiding in the Lord. We were going where he had called us uh, to go. And hey, even now, at my age, it's an involved path. Okay? Now, let me, let me go back and pick up where I said I'm not one of you. Okay? I'm your pastor, I'm your friend, I'm your preacher, I am one of you. Because this is our church, this is our home, and so we want to be involved in your lives and what you are doing. And if you don't let us know what's going on in your life, then how can we, as a pastor, as a preacher, and his wife, how can we minister to you? Okay, I don't like to hear people say, well, my preacher, he don't do this, he don't do this. Well, why don't he? Hey, if he needs jacking up, jack him up. Hey, we had a party. You were invited. You didn't show up. What happened? <laughs> I mean, jump on him. Ride him. Hey, I've been rode before. You know, get, get involved with things. Well, i tell you something else about this path. And Lynn, I know she will agree, it's a great path, y'all. It's a great path. This knowing that we are where God wants us, doing what God wants us to do, just like John the Baptist out there, preaching, baptizing, all came, all baptized, all confessed their sins. Hey, it's pleasing to the pastor when people are coming and people are, are reaching out and inviting and encouraging others to come i tell you something else. When I, when I think about this path, it'll cause you to humble yourself. You know, I didn't ask for this. I didn't ask for this. God, give it to me. I'm, I'm grateful to him for it. I'm grateful to those of you who are faithful. You come Sunday in, Sunday out. You're here to worship. You're here to praise God. You're here to give. You're here to see. I mean, when we look at this magnificent thing that God's blessed us with, I mean, it's just, it's just hard to imagine. One more thing about that path. I have found and understood and realized it is a true path. It's a true path. I didn't ask for the path, but it's a true path. And i found that that God will bless no matter who you are, where you are. If you are about his business, he says, I'll bless you. Can you imagine Zachariah and Elizabeth? How they saw their boy develop? How they saw their boy follow the Lord? It's pleasing, y'all. You know, in this world today, uh, we want our youngest to excel. We want them to become, hey, president of a big company. We want them to make millions. We want them to have a big house. We want them to have a lake house and a beach house and a mountain house and and a house house. And we want them to have all these big stuff and all these things. I met a young lady this week who moved down here from Michigan. She said, I have two children. said, my son's named John. She said, he's going to school. He wants to be an Air Force engineer. I guess you can be that if that's what you want to be. So she said he started going to school, making good grades, doing well. She said he came home one weekend and said, Mama, God has been speaking to me about being a missionary. And he said, I'm going to have to change my major. I'm going to have to change. And she simply said, well, son, if that's, if that's what God wants, that's what I want. Folk, be that way about you youngins. Children are a gift from God. And it's never too late to say, hey, God's calling me. I was 29 years old. Stay on that path, y'all. If your path's not straight for Jesus, get it straight. If you're walking a crooked path doing what you want to do and what have you, the 19-year-old funeral that I had this week, his mama simply saying, wrong place, wrong time, wrong people. Don't be that way. Be in the right place with the right people at the right time and God has promised to bless all came all heard all were baptized all confessed their sins Father in the name of Jesus thank you for the privilege not only to call you our father but the privilege Lord to stand in His place and to share your precious word Father I thank you so much for John the Baptist who you called before he was ever even born. Father, I thank you for my calling. I thank you for your patience with me until I surrendered. I thank you for this church that has asked me to come and to be their pastor and Lynn and me. God, thank you for them. Bless them mightily during this time. Lord, many of them, they need, they need your help They need your guidance, and I pray, God, in the name of Jesus, that people would just simply surrender to you and be willing to go and keep that path straight. I pray for those that might be lost in this service right now. Lord, what a time to be saved. Give them the courage to come forward today and accept you as a personal Savior. Be with Mark as he comes to lead us in our hymn of invitation. And, Lord, I pray for our people right now that all of us would concentrate on the invitation time. This is a personal invitation to every person in this room that no one would get up and walk out because they could disturb someone who you are dealing with, Father. Lord, help us to be strong. Help us to have courage to keep on going for you, God. And we'll love you and thank you and praise you, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Brother Mark, what